Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of His favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what He wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. Welcome back to episode 14 of The Garden of Favor. I am... Really looking forward to today because I know you are going to find some freedom. The last podcast episode, if you missed it, number 13, was really sharing about, you know, the the need to stop being a control freak and a perfectionist. And I talked a little bit about delegating and how that really helped me to stop being so overwhelmed to do all the things. So most likely if you're an entrepreneur, you are a go-getter and you want things done quickly and the way that the best way. And there's all kinds of ideas around that. But today is specifically going to share with you how I went from doing it all to understanding not only I'm not supposed to do it all, but like how, how to actually do that. So it's really easy to say, especially, oh, well, it would be great to be able to delegate my all the dirty work in the business. So here's the reality. You're going to do things in your business. There's going to be things required of you in your business that you don't love. But the more you get an understanding around what God has gifted you to do and called you to do, the better you're going to be able to serve in the capacity that he created you for. And that's part of delegating. But when we hold on to those tendencies of being that perfectionist and the control freak, we lose out on an opportunity to, like I said in the previous podcast is to let other people serve in their serve serve God in in the capacity he's called them and fulfill their calling. So before I share with you the exact what it looked like for me, the exact way of how I help women in business figure out what what is delegating and what is that even How do you do that and how can you start doing that this month? And then what that looked like for me when I wasn't making the big bucks, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I still had to learn how to do it with what God had given me. And perhaps it'll give you some tips to start delegating this month, maybe this week, who knows, maybe today, so that you can take things off your plate to stay in your lane and do the thing that God's called you to do and then allow other people to serve in 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 their in their purpose and their calling. All right, so God kind of hit me over the head with this. Sometimes I refer to it as Holy Spirit spankings. A friend of mine used that once before and I, I absolutely loved it. I'm like, yes, yes, it's a gentle spanking, but it's a Holy Spirit spanking. He's like, hey, hey you, you know, get back in line, get, get, get yourself together. So if you are struggling with the fact that you think you have to do it all, or maybe even you're, you're believing the lie that, well, because I'm not making a lot of money, that I have to do all of this on my own. Or that's even 
That's a lie. I'm going to tell you why. We have proof in the Bible that delegating is biblical. Oh, yes. Delegating is biblical. And one of the first aha moments, Holy Spirit spankings that God gave me about an example of that in the Bible is Moses. Okay, so in the Old Testament, I mean, come on, who doesn't want to be more like Moses, a, a, an anointed man of God who God speaks so highly of in scripture, like we want to be like him. And even him, even Moses, who God had given such a calling to and such a an important purpose and, and calling to lead the Israelites out of their, you know, into the promised land, out of the, the wilderness, into the promised land, and, and out of their slate, and they were enslaved to, to Pharaoh. I mean, come on. That is a big calling. And even Moses in that felt, started to feel a lot of pressure. And he started to take on all of these responsibilities. And God used Moses's father-in-law Jethro to come in and say hey you don't have to do all this in fact you need to use your people to start living into living in their calling and and do what they can do so Jethro's father-in-law Moses was helping all the people and they would come to him with their issues and and Moses would would make the final call of what what it is that they needed to do and the thing is, is Moses had thousands of people coming to him. And so Moses's time was being eaten up by really being kind of that priestly role to the people. Whereas Jethro's father came in and said, you can't do all of this on your own. You need to get 12, 12 men who can do this and you can delegate to them. You know, now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, don't quote me on these numbers and whatnot. <laughs> Go read your Bible. Uh, and I'm not a theologian, but the uh, the concept is that God used Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, to say, "Hey, man, you not only you not only don't you don't have to do this all, but you shouldn't be doing this all. Delegate these things to your 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 leaders, your men that you can trust. To then they'll only bring you the really important issues. They'll only bring you the super important things." that only you can handle, right? So you think of like a like a, a CEO of a company, well, they're not dealing with the the small petty problems in a company. They're only dealing with the, the big main decision making and issues, right? They delegate below to other people to help make those decisions. And so we see that in Moses. Delegating is biblical. And sometimes we need someone else to look at our organization or our business and say, hey, wait, 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 take a step back. You're doing too much. And so much, in fact, that it's prohibiting you from leading the way that God actually needs and wants you to lead. So when you're taking on too much responsibility, not only are you not doing your own job the right way and the best way to your ability, but you're also robbing other people of becoming leaders and being able to fulfill their calling. And then the second time we see this, and there's other times, there's other biblical characters that we can look at for business. Nehemiah is another great one, but that's for another day. But we look at Jesus. You know, Jesus sent the disciples out in twos for a reason. I mean, I had that aha moment this year, actually, thinking, who, who is God calling me to serve with? 
yeah, and I, I love being, having my own thing. You know, I, I love, that's, I mean, I really haven't had any guests on the podcast yet, mostly because God is just oozing with information for me to put on here. Uh, but, you know, eventually I, I imagine I'll have guests on the podcast. A lot of them will probably end up being my one-on-one clients and sharing with you some coaching, re- real life coaching experiences. I'm so excited to share those, but who knows, maybe God will lead me to inviting other people on the podcast and sharing their stories and their testimonies and really allowing them to share. But right now that's not where God has me. With that being said, I've been really asking, okay, God, who am I supposed to serve with? You know, you have asked me, you, you, you sent your disciples out in two. So who are you asking me to serve with? Which Interesting enough, when I started asking God that question, somebody extended an invitation to me to join her, her, her um, nonprofit organization, Time to Heal Beyond Survival. If you are a victim of any kind of abuse or human trafficking or any, whether it's sexual, mental, physical abuse in relationships, man or woman, or you know somebody, go check out that website. I'll leave that in the show notes. Um, I. I'm actually was asked to be part of the core team of this incredible ministry. And, you know, God answered. I'm so used to being online and being by myself and doing my own thing in my own lane and just doing and doing and doing. And I've learned how to delegate, which we're going to get there. But I know that it's important for us to do ministry together and do our businesses, do our businesstries together. And part of that, you know, I believe is, is asking God, who do you want me to work with? I think when you... And once we start to talk about how to actually start doing that, because again, some of you are thinking, well, I don't have the finances to hire somebody. That's okay. I'm going to give you someone who might not charge a fee, uh, but exactly where I was when I first started. But really, you need to ask, be asking God, who does he want you to work with? Who does he want you to partner with so that you can fulfill your calling and that other person can fulfill their calling? So here's a real tactical way to figure out what it is that your business requires and where you need to be plugged in and where you can start to see where somebody else can use their gifts and talents to be plugged in. And then I'm going to share with you the reality of what that looked like for me. So number one, what I want you to do, your homework for today is to write down every single thing that you need to do in your day from start to finish. And I'm not talking about simply your business because your business is one piece of your life. There's a good chance you have children or you have a spouse or you have another job or you have some other kind of responsibility. I want you to write out every single thing that needs to be done to function, to operate your home, your business, and perhaps you're going to make two different lists because your home is one thing, right? And then your business is another thing. But literally, I want you to brainstorm all the things, think from start to finish, on a daily basis and then broaden that to a weekly basis. And then sometimes we have those monthly things that we only need to do once a month, but we still need to do them. So thinking about that, and perhaps if you're a quarterly, you can do that too. But I think typically a daily, a weekly, and a monthly are a great place to start. What needs to be done in your business and then I'm going to even say extend that to your life because reality is like I said you're probably like me you have kids you have you have meals to that you know those those children need to be fed right uh you have a spouse you have dirty clothes all of those things so take into consideration all the things that you need to do and list those out all right so once you get that done you are going to go down that list and you are going to star 
only the things that you can do. I mean, literally, only the things that you can do. For example, if you go live on Facebook or Instagram for your business, well, you are the face to your brand. You are the mouthpiece that God has chosen. Well, you're the only person that can do that. So that is something only you can do. You could never delegate that to somebody else. If you are a coach like I am, you know, I'm never going to delegate coaching calls with to somebody else. Like Only I can do that. So other things that, you know, perhaps you think that only you can do, but there's, you're going to end up realizing that there's only a few things starred on your list. Only a few things that literally only you can do. Well, the other things I want you to circle. Circle anything on this list that somebody else could do. Technically, could somebody else clean your house? Technically. I'm not saying God's asking you to delegate that. I'm just throwing this out there as food for thought. Technically, could somebody else clean your house? Yes, if you paid them. Technically, could somebody else wash your family's clothes? Do you have, do you have a, a kid old enough to wash clothes that could help? That you could start teaching them that responsibility? Do you have a partner, you know, it, your husband that would want to help? Do you already have, maybe you have a sitter that you could add that to their, their to-do list. I don't know. But what I need you to do is get really specific on what are the things that literally only you can do. And the other things are things that you could eventually or immediately start delegating because really somebody else could fulfill that role. All right, so you've written out the things, you've starred the things only you can do, you've circled the things that anyone else can do. And then what I want you to do next is identify what you can start delegating this month, like within the next four weeks. Because some of these things, well, I would say all of these things are probably going to take a conversation with somebody else. Because if you're not doing it, then somebody else has to do it. Okay, so perhaps that's sp speaking with your your husband. I mean, I, I think that's probably no matter what these are, it's, it's going to be having a conversation with them. And perhaps it's talking to a, a graphic designer or a web designer or a virtual assistant. You know, there's so many different things. So write out the things, starling what you can do, circle what somebody else can do, and then identify what it is that you can you can start delegating this month and then have that conversation in order to define a time that that responsibility is going to be removed from your plate and given to somebody else. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, Heather, I'm not making thousands of dollars in my business yet and or or maybe you're still maybe you still need to go back and listen to episode 13 about being a control freak um, and doing it all on your own that you're continuing to buy that lie that you are the only one that can do all this. But perhaps you are on a budget. I am bougie on a budget. I like nice things, but I am the first to go to TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and Home Goods to buy all my stuff. Like, yes, I mean my clothes, my home stuff. I am always looking for a deal, but I like nice things. You know, so I choose where I spend the, the premium prices on and then other things I'm like, mm, I'm going to be a bargain shopper. So I'm bougie on a budget. So maybe your business, you need to run it bougie on a budget. With that being said, in the beginning of my business, I wasn't making thousands of dollars. In fact, I took a pay cut to go all in with my first entrepreneurial network marketing business 
because I wasn't quite making the exact same amount that I was in a consi like consistently that I was making in my corporate career, but it was enough to pay the bills. And so I actually took a little bit of a dive, a pay cut in order to pursue this full time to get it right up back to, you know, that income. With that being said, the only person I really could look to was my husband. And so I said, my husband is amazing. Oh my goodness, he is so good. And I know not all of you are blessed with a supportive spouse. And that is a whole other episode that, you know, I would love to share with you how, besides that he's just amazing and so good, how I really feel that I've been able to continue to, to get his support in, in my dreams and not just my dreams, but our family's dreams and, and not even that, but God's God's dreams for our lives, right? It's, it's one thing to have a, a God-sized dream, but it's another thing there to be a true God-breathed God-sized dream. That's what we want to go for, the God things, what he's calling us to do, not just what we want to do. With that being said, I have some tips to share with you uh, in a later episode about how to really make sure that you're doing all that you can to get your sp spouse to be supportive. And then, of course, some of, some of us just need to pray for those of you who your, your, your partners are not, they're just not on board. With that being said, I want you to think, you know, can you, for example, let, let's say bath time, you know, let's say, okay, for example, if you're a stay-at-home mom, so I quit my corporate job a year after my first, you know, 10 months actually, after my first network marketing business, I became a stay-at-home, work-from-home mom. Well, there's a little human being that needs me, and so it wasn't like I could sit at a computer all day and work. It was, well, no, I needed to take, I basically replaced my corporate job, those eight to 10 hours a day, with a little human being that needed me 24 seven, right? And so the reality of it is being a work from home mom, you still have little humans that need you, that need you to make them meals, that need you to pay attention to them, play with them. And so in the beginning of that, it didn't look like, you know, I had eight hours to work on my business. No, I got up early. I worked during nap time and I worked when he went to bed. Those were my nooks and crannies that I had to make work in the beginning because I didn't have the resources to hire a nanny and I struggled with that for the longest time to even hire help because I thought man what on earth why would I pay somebody else to do this when I wanted this so badly now I'm going to give my kid over to somebody else and that took a lot of work and that took a lot of prayer and a lot of God speaking to me and sharing with me and really giving me permission but I'll share that a little later um, but truly, what is it on your plate that you have to do? So bath time, perhaps you're the one that gives your kids baths and that's a precious time. Maybe you don't want to give that up. That's okay. But perhaps you're like, Hey, you know, three nights a week, it would be awesome, babe. If you could help with bath time, I'll take the other four nights, but can you, can you help me on Wednesdays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays? And that's going to allow me to have an extra half an hour or hour to work on our business, this dream that we want to fulfill, right? And and my calling. And so when your husband understands that, he's, he, he might say, okay, yeah, I can help you three days out of the week, or I can help you four days or whatever. Maybe it's cooking. Cooking takes 30 minutes to an hour or whatever. And for me, it's Chick-fil-A, but who am I kidding? Uh, but, you know, my husband really has taken over cooking. One, I've never liked to cook. And before we even met, I was very honest with him and said, I am not your typical housewife. I just need you to know that. I'm not really the girl who wants to cook and clean and do laundry and do dishes. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I do believe God calls us to be responsible with what we have. I'm, you know, all the things. However, some of us are wired different ways than each other. 
And so doesn't mean I don't do any of those things, but George has really taken a lot of that from my plate, especially when we retired him from the corporate world, because in that transition, he was picking up a lot of the slack that I was taking care of. And so my mom thinks George is like a saint, which he really is. But, you know, it, it's a communication thing. We have agreed that he washes clothes because I've ruined one too many, but that he cooks and he washes clothes and we do hire a cleaning person to come bi-weekly and she's amazing and you know again we we've figured out what it is that will allow us to delegate certain things whether that's in our own household and or outside of it and so some other ideas besides the obvious of your house house responsibilities your children and playing with them you know if your husband works all day you know eight to ten hours he's gone at a job well I, you know, would assume that your kids want to spend some time with him because he's been gone all day and that perhaps he spends an hour or, you know, two hours with them playing and bonding with them after after his work day. So there's all different types of ways to start delegating. It doesn't necessarily have to be forking out the money and paying somebody else to build your website or you know, a VA to handle your inbox or to pay someone to do your graphic designs. I mean, you could certainly teach yourself how to use Canva I did, and PicMonkey was my first go-to, but I love Canva. And, I mean, there's so many ways to delegate that it doesn't have to be in the beginning money. It could be an agreement that you and your spouse make and say, hey, the big picture is we're going for this. Maybe you want to pay off debt or you want to retire from the corporate world or you want to retire your spouse. I work with a lot of women who not only do they want to retire from the corporate world, but they want to retire their spouses from the corporate world so that they can pursue their God-sized dreams and, you know, do, do what they feel God's really created them to do. So when you are communicating together for a, for a, a bigger purpose then there's more likelihood that your your spouse will say, hey, I'll help you out. Let me help you do these things. Um, in the beginning, again, some of those really basic things was graphic art. And you can go to Fiverr. There's many other places, but Fiverr is super common. Or go to my community, Garden of Favor, Bloom Society. Go there first and say, hey, who's the graphic designer in this community who can work with me? I have one. I have somebody that I pay. Somebody did my podcast art. I have people who I've paid to do other stuff. I, you know, there's like, and I also am such a huge advocate of investing in other kingdom-minded entrepreneurs, right? So it's like, I think it's like this, that God gives us money and he entrusts us to do good with it. And I love supporting other kingdom-driven entrepreneurs because then we are stimulating God's economy. So come into our community and ask who here is a graphic designer, who here is a web designer, who here is a virtual assistant, who here is a whatever it is you need in your business that that you can start delegating those responsibilities to. And another thing about that is I want to encourage you to trust that God's going to provide the finances because you're hiring somebody else is actually helping them pay their bills and fulfill their needs. How cool is that? You know, I've had months where my, my income was a little bit lower and I would think, oh, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't work with that person anymore. But then I like, no, like I want to believe that I'm also a blessing to that person and that God's going to provide. And there are times God calls us to cut off relationships and business, you know, partnerships with people. However, I'll 
be the first to say God continues to provide so that I can hire my virtual assistant and I can hire my coach and I can hire a graphic designer and a web designer and all of the things. Uh, 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 right now, a copywriter, working with a copywriter to you know finish my website. So in the beginning, it was I delegated a lot to my husband. And thankfully, he was very supportive of the big idea because he saw how that was going to impact our family in a really positive way. Then it started to be stuff like graphic design and then virtual assistant work. And a virtual assistant can pretty much do, uh, they can do a ton of things. But again, you're going to do that list for your VA. What are all the things that are on your list now? What are the things only you can do? And what are the things you can delegate? And then the order of importance. Perhaps you can only afford a VA for five hours a month or 10 hours a month. It doesn't have to be a 40 hour a week. I would, I would even assume that most people won't even do 40 hours of a VA. I don't know. Depends on, I guess, what you do. But, you know, I pay a VA right now 10, 10 hours a month. So she has roughly a couple hours each week to work on my business. And then the bigger, you know, for if I'm doing a launch, like right now I'm launching the Garden of Favor framework course well we had to work a little bit harder she might have had to do a, do a little bit more for me but we can up that hourly but all that to say you don't have to hire somebody to do everything again you're going to do this in increments one because i think it's really important and really smart for you to be dangerous in your business and what i mean by that is when you start using different systems and applications to do your business for example you know i do all of my courses on kajabi well if I don't know how to run Kajabi at all and I lean on somebody else to do all of it, what happens when I don't when I don't have that person? So I think it's really smart to, in the beginning, you are gonna wear many hats. You're an entrepreneur, you're not making a ton of money. The reality is that you do have to wear many hats. You do, because you, one, don't have the money to hire people, or two, you really should want to become dangerous enough to know when people are bluffing you. I've been able to call out some people who I've hired for different things and say, that is not true because I know X, Y, Z, or that doesn't sound like that would be true. Uh, you know, especially on different social media platforms, I've made some really poor hires to handle my um, Instagram was one of them. And I realized that this person was not really doing all the things that I knew with the tagging and the, you know, following other people and the messaging and all the things. I'm like, why is she not doing any of that? She's literally posting and that's it. And there wasn't really the other work that goes behind it. And I'm not an Instagram guru, but I knew enough to know that she wasn't fulfilling what I was paying her big money to do. Do. at least big money to me I don't care if it's a dollar if I'm paying somebody I expect it to be done and to, it to be done well right so I learned from that um, but I knew enough to be able to say that you're not doing this right and my numbers my analytics are they're not getting any better and so what else you know can you do which ended up me letting that person go but and I think that's an art too is to make the right hires but that's why we pray for discernment and wisdom and uh, you know we live and we learn with that being said Get dangerous enough in your business. Do not despise small beginnings that you are, quote unquote, have to do it all. But then start praying about, you know, what is it that I can get off my plate? Is it your spouse that can help you? Is it somebody who you can pay a few hours a week? I promise you it is better to take a, you know, a, a loss in your in your income that you get to take home and delegate things that frustrate you and that really suck the energy out of you because it's their gifting. I mean, come on, it's like, it's so silly that we stress ourselves out over our businesses, but yet 
there's somebody else who they love this stuff. Like they love this stuff. And I crack up sometimes with some people that help me. I'm like, man, you love this stuff. I can't stand it. Cause you know what I want to do? I want to hop on a podcast. I want to record it just like I'm doing today. And I want to get on one-on-one calls with my people. And I want to go live and do, do lessons and do teachings. I'm a teacher by trade. So when I'm doing anything other than teaching and speaking, the, the energy is zapped out of me and I start to not enjoy what I'm doing. And so I'm finally at this place in my life and my business that I want to do what God has called me to do. And then I want to help other people to fulfill their calling and do what God has called them to do. The, the, uh, the big, big step, and I know there's a lot of moms listening to this, but I want to touch on this about childcare. So first of all, I carried a lot of guilt thinking there is no way I can build a six-figure business in the nooks and crannies of my life. I think that's one of the biggest lies of network marketing that a lot of people say. And I've said too, oh, look at what I'm building in the nooks and crannies of my life. Meanwhile, the nooks and crannies were everything because I was sacrificing my family left and right. And I was sacrificing my own time with friends. I was literally building a business and working on my business all day long. Every, I had my phone in my hand 24 seven and it was, I knew it was wrong. Finally, once I got out of like the, the, I don't know, the God removed the scales from my eyes. But with that being said, I carried a lot of guilt to hire childcare because I thought, man, the very, the very thing that I wanted to do was to be able to be more present is the very thing I'm going to pay somebody else to do. But here's the reality. This is something you need to pray on. I believe wholeheartedly that your family is, is a much bigger priority than your business. First of all, it is you and your relationship with God. Then it is you and your relationship with your spouse. And then it is you and your relationship with your children. And then it is you and your relationship with the people God has called you to serve. And if we get that out of order and I have in my life, things won't feel right. Things will start to crumble. The guilt will pile on. With that being said, I do believe that if God is calling you to do something and you need to dedicate more time to it, that it is okay to hire somebody to spend time with your kids so you can do the work that God has called you to do. Just like anyone else who would be working a normal eight to four or nine to five, they aren't feeling, well, some of them are maybe feeling guilty about putting their kids in childcare. But again, God calls some women to be stay-at-home moms, 100% no other business. I believe that wholeheartedly. I also believe that God calls some women to work in, in, in a business, in an office setting. We're all given gardens to cultivate relationships with people and to share God. And so that's going to look different for every single one of us. Again, why I can't sit here and say, you know, you need to hire a nanny or a childcare. Maybe not, or you shouldn't. And I've heard people say that too, that you're neglecting your kids if you, if your business, you know, you're hiring somebody to work with your kids when, when you're supposed to be a stay-at-home mom. I don't know what God is telling you, but what I do know is if he has given you something, a purpose outside of obviously loving, I always get, you know, purpose and calling, two different things. If, if your calling is be something outside of motherhood, and he's going to provide the resources to allow you to do that in his way. And so for me, it started out that I would hire a, a sitter to come into our house two or three days a week for three hours. And so I would work it out that we had the morning time together and then lunchtime. And then, you know, I would have her after lunch or I'd have her before lunch. 
And then she'd lay him down for a nap and then I'd have that extra hour to work. And then from then on, I had my time with him. Some seasons of my life, we didn't, financially, we didn't hire the nanny, but my husband would then play with my son or my son and daughter. And then I would work and I wouldn't work during the day. Now I will say I'm the first to admit and say that I put my business, this is one of the biggest aha moments God gave me is that I put my business before my family. I put my business before God. I put my business before my marriage. And God humbled me and showed me that I was making my business, my ministry, even though it was good and it was pointing people to Jesus and I was giving him glory and all the things and there was goodness wrapped in it. It was out of God. It was out of whack. It was not the way that God wanted me to to be doing it. And so I had to really reprioritize God first, my intimacy and relationship with him first, then my husband and then my children and then my business. And that is something I'm going to be honest with you guys. I still have to work on. I'm going to be honest. I could sit in my office and literally work all day. I love what I do. Now, I haven't always been able to say that as an entrepreneur. A lot of my jobs, a lot of my entrepreneurial endeavors ended up becoming J-O-Bs. You know, that, that they really were literally me checking a box off and doing the things. I didn't find joy in it anymore. I was like, this is just to make money and I'm not finding joy. I don't feel like this is my, this is really, God has made me for more. If that's you, the Garden of Favor framework is a perfect course for you. If you feel like where you're at now is not, you know you're made for more. You don't know what that looks like. You have maybe a couple ideas. Maybe you don't have any ideas, but you know what you're currently doing right now is not it. The Garden of Favor framework is ideal for you. But that was me, you know, that I have done a lot of different things. And God showed me that my business was an idol. And all that to say, God will create the resources for you to hire the right people. And he will show you more and more over time what you're meant to delegate and what you're meant to do. And so all that to say, that's going to look different for every single person. But that's why we have to pray and ask God, God, what do you say? I love how David continued to do that. I'm currently reading about David in the Old Testament. And it's amazing to me. I make note every time it says David asked God. I'm like, man, he's so good. How many times do we make decisions in our business, in our lives that we don't consult our heavenly Abba Father? He wants to be in the details. So I would encourage you today, after you write out the things that you need to do, all the things you need to do and you star the things only you can do. You circle the things that somebody else do and you identify the thing that you're going to start delegating this month and have that conversation. Pray before you decide what is the thing that you're going to delegate. Pray and ask God, God, what is it on this list that is weighing me down, that is holding me back from fulfilling my calling and it's also holding back somebody else from fulfilling part of their calling. What is it that you want me to delegate? And that is the prayer that I'm going to wrap this up with today and share with you. All right. So Heavenly Father, God, we thank you again. We thank you so much for calling us to serve you in so many different unique capacities. God, help us to never lose sight that our main purpose is to love you, to honor you, to worship you, to glorify you, and to grow an intimate relationship with you. God, there is infinite access, infinite access to discovering who you are, that we can always go deeper. We don't have to settle for surface in a relationship with you, but God, keep that at the forefront of our hearts and our minds as we continue to do the things you've called us to do here on this earth. God, if we are married, I pray that you keep our marriages 
and the covenant that we have made with our spouse as a priority. God, it is so important to keep that cord united and that cord strong together. God, I pray that we continue to partner with our partners so that we can fulfill this calling and that they are, they're in sync with us because they know that what you've called us to do is is they understand it and that they see that. God, I pray for any hearts that don't see the significance and the calling that you have called your daughter to do. God, that you will start to align their spouse's heart to support them and to encourage them, to edify them, and to continue to help them fulfill whatever it is that you've asked them to do. And then, Father God, I pray that we do not neglect our children, the very precious gifts that you have given us that sometimes can be the very thing that we sacrifice because we think we're building businesses for them to supply for their needs and to create better lives for them. But God, we know that you are the only one that can supply all of their needs and you are the only one that will fulfill their desires of their heart, the true deep desires that we have as human beings. We need you and we love you and we thank you for that truth. But God, we also thank you for using each of us and our abilities and the creative things that you've you've literally given us passions and giftings that are so unique to each of us that we're called to fulfill some we're called to fulfill a calling and that that can be business and that's such a gift that you have allowed us to use our skills in multiple ways god i pray that you identify the thing and and or the things that you want each ear that is listening to this, that has been struggling, that has been trying to do it all, that they are bold and they have those conversations with the people that that you have called to partner with, just like you sent the disciples out in twos. God, you have called us to work with other people. And you showed Moses through his father-in-law how he was supposed to help have his have his people help him that we were never meant to do business alone. First and foremost, that is with you. And then second, that is with our our, our, our spouses and, and having them understand what this looks like, whether they're in it or not, but they do understand. Our family, help them to get involved in this calling that you've called for us. And then who else? Who else do you need us to partner with so that they can fulfill their calling? God, we love you. And we thank you so much for an opportunity to serve you in this capacity here on earth. We don't take it lightly and we wanna do it to our best ability. God, we ask all of this in your precious, precious heavenly name. Amen.